What's going on, guys and gals? Welcome to episode 88 of the WorkPrints Gamescast, brought to you by theworkprint.com. As always, I'm your host, Rob, and I'm being joined by my fabulous co-host, Bilal. What's up, Bilal? I feel like I've missed a step somewhere, but I think we're good. <laughs> no, 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 it's funny. I was looking over, and when the countdown hit like four or three, and I saw TriCast still hadn't been popped off, I was like, uh-oh, did he forget? <laughs> Am I going to have to like start this episode by telling him to actually record it? You know me. Oh, boy, Bilal. It's, this it's, is... not, it's not a no, podcast if, if I don't mess up. Yeah, that's true. Right? <laughs> no, I think we've been pretty good the last, like, we have. you know, a few weeks. Everything has gone smoothly. I think we have a handle of how to run this show. And by we, I mean you. <laughs> um, yeah, so a light week this week when it comes to video game news and actually games we've been playing. So let's just go ahead, go right into it. Before and we do, I used to owe me a reason for why you almost canceled on me. Okay, well, uh, this is perfect segue into what we've been playing because... I have been dabbling with some games here and there, you know, and one of the games that I've started playing today is Dying Light 2. So I go downstairs and I'm like, you know what, I have like three, four hours before the podcast starts. I can get in a significant amount of time into this game and give my early impressions of it, have something to talk about. And it starts off really, really slow. And immediately I go in and I'm looking at the options and I'm like, okay. I can turn off motion blur. I can turn off distance motion blur. Is there an option to turn off like head bob, you know? Oh. And there is not. And so I'm like, whatever, I'm playing, I'm playing, I'm playing. My wife calls me asking me to grab something for her. The moment I like, I started feeling like hot and I was like, oh, it's getting warm down here. And the moment I like took the headphones up and stood up, I almost passed out. Like I went completely white. Uh, I felt so, so nauseous. That's why I texted you. And so I was like, oh, like, was it something that I ate, right? And my wife's, and I went up, my wife's like, what's wrong with you? And I told her, I was like, I just feel so nauseous. She's like, well, we eat all the same things today. She was off and we were hanging out yeah. all day. And I was like, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. And I come back downstairs and before I put the headphones on and I'm looking at the screen and I'm like, Oh, it's it's got to be this, right? And I think I've mentioned it on the podcast before, but I do suffer a little bit from motion sickness. Now, usually it only happens in VR games, and lately I've built a tolerance to it that even in VR I haven't had it. You know, only if yeah. like it really is, you know, uh, usually if it's on playing something, playing something for the first time, and it doesn't have like snap motion, then it takes me a little while to get to it. And I get a little nauseous at first. I have to take it slow. But this is the worst I felt playing a video game in a long, long time. That, I mean, it, it yeah. made me, like, completely sick. And so I looked online, and I found a, Reddit, a couple of Reddit threads, people being like, hey, is anybody else getting super sick from Dying Light 2? And then and one of the responses was like, yeah, you're not the only one, and they know about it. And then it like went, I saw, followed it to a, a link that went to Twitter that was somebody on the team that was like, hey, we have some fixes in the work, including some uh, visual fixes to include turning off motion blur, and this is motion blur, because apparently those weren't in there at first. Uh, the ability to change your FOV, which also tends to help with that kind of stuff, and other motion sickness adjustments. Like, we know about it, and mm -hmm. we're working on it. But, I mean, until they actually fix it, there's just 
no way I, I can play it. And yeah, somebody in chat, Brendan in chat, actually mentions that it, Dying Light 2 isn't the only game that can do that, Far Cry games. It's basically some of those first-person games where you're not holding a gun in front of you the whole time, so there's not something for you to focus on. But, I mean, Far Cry, I have no issues with. Uh, Mirror's Edge, no issues with. But for I whatever mean, reason, yeah. like Dying Light 2, there's something about the way that that movement actually works and the animation in that actually works that it, I mean, I literally had to lay down on the floor and just drink water uh, to be able to function. And so I'm not going to be able to play that game. L luckily, that is a game that I got yeah. for Gamefly. Another great reason <laughs> for someone to have Honestly, Gamefly. Honestly, yeah. I, I, the, like, every, every time uh, it gets busy in terms of gaming season, I sit there and I'm just like, I should really look at Gamefly and see, uh, you know, embrace the gospel that Ron has preached <laughs> hey, listen, every week. I'm pretty sure yeah. I can get you like a discount with a referral for the first couple of months. So let me know. But no, seriously, yeah. you um, knowing that it was a Gamefly kind of made the whole like maybe not as upset about the situation. So if I had purchased that game and then found that I just couldn't play it. And obviously, it's a bummer. It affects so few people. You know, like even if it affected a thousand people, that's still such a small percentage of the player base. Now, yeah. I understand that you can't necessarily test for all this stuff, or maybe they did test for it and they were like, you know what, this affects only this many people. Let's just push it out and see if we need to fix it. And I understand yeah. that, you know. But it's a bummer because I was finally getting to the point where, like I said, that opens up pretty slow, but I was starting to enjoy myself. And the idea of, First person, like I love Mirror's Edge, you know? Mm -hmm. uh, so I love a first person parkour game and I love, you know, horror themed, even though it's not a horror game per se, but just being in a horror world with zombies and stuff like that. Like I love that stuff. And so I was getting super excited about it. And outside of that, I thought the game felt really good to play. But, but so you played the first one. I think you beat the first one, right? No, no, no. So the funny thing is I had started playing the first one because Matt loved it a yeah. ton. And so, yeah, I played a little bit of the first one. And the first one did not. Yeah. I did not have that effect. And so. That, oh, that's, that's interesting because I know for me, I've had that happen to me with Metroid Prime on the okay. GameCube and mm -hmm. uh, Half-Life 2. Every time I play Half-Life 2, I can only play to a certain point. And then mm. I remember why I stopped playing Half-Life 2. Yeah. And that's just because they had Bob. And, I, you know, some of those games have options now to turn that off. But Yeah, most I, games I, yeah. today have the option to turn that off. That's like the first thing I turn off in, yeah. in every game. And, and I don't know what it is for me. It's like once I've experienced that feeling with the game, it kind of just lives in memory. And it, I just, I like, it's, <laughs> I just, I, you know, it's like when I was a kid, I got... Um, food poisoning off this one food I like yeah. got bad bug and every time I smell that food I remember that memory even yeah. though I know why that why that was the case it was like it was a like street food from Pakistan it's like yeah but this is built this was made in your aunt's kitchen it's fine <laughs> it's like no yeah. I remember that moment and it's um so it's like yeah once I experienced that so from what I'm hearing maybe I don't touch this game because unless until they remove that Feature. Yeah, honestly, you. I was going to compare it. It's funny that you mentioned that because I was going to compare yeah. it to like food poisoning because yeah. when I sat there and looked at the screen again and went to put the headphones on, that's when I started like I started instantly feeling ill again. And so that's when I was just like, I just can't do it, you know, because uh, I would have to play that game in like 20 minute chunks. And that type of that game does not seem like that's what that's built for. Yeah. And so, yeah, it's a it's a bummer. I mean, the one good thing is it takes a game off of my plate considering that we have a ton of releases coming up 
And I've decided to dabble into Lost Ark. I got wrapped up in the hype and downloaded so, it, made a character. Yeah, um, what character did you roll? I'm the gunslinger. No, okay. it's not gunslinger, but it's like, it's something along those lines. Yeah. My plan gunslinger. was to have NG on, yeah. uh, NG on this week because that dude's powering through Lost Ark. Yeah. Which is weird, because if you ask any of our friends, and she's the one guy that's always complaining about how much he has to work, yeah. yet somehow, this dude is level 38 in about three days' time. Yeah, and for those and, who don't know, Lost Ark is the new, yeah. although it's not actually new, it's been out in Korea for a little while, and I think in Russia, and it recently released in the States, being published by Amazon Games, Yeah, and it's a ARPG MMO hybrid. So imagine, and we, I think we talked about it on podcasts before because we compared it to like Marvel. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I can't believe I can't remember the uh, name. Again. Heroes. Heroes. You forget this every week. <laughs> and so it does. I mean, it does. It's like a MMO Diablo, right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, so he's grinding out. He's already getting close to end game content. Yeah. You've started dabbling as so, well. Uh, I think how, I'm level. Tw- I'm a level twelve mage. I'm going to be playing the bard. Okay. Um, that's the path that I've decided to go down to play right. a support character. Um, what? Oh, it, we should talk after this because we might we probably aren't on the same server. We should have like communicated this. Oh yeah, we should have done that. I didn't realize yeah. you were gonna dabble into it. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, no, uh, the game is very pretty, but that yeah. story is. I, I I am a person that will sit through cutscenes, and no matter what <laughs> game it is, but this yeah. game is just like escape, 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 and I still know what's going on. Yeah, I think all I'm those cutscenes. <laughs> I think I'm going to do that exact same thing. Yeah, because. Uh, you don't play these games for the story. Come on. You play yeah. these games for the dungeons and the challenge and like leveling up and getting the gear. Um, you know, that that's and then hanging out with friends. So, yeah, I definitely think this is a good like hangout game because yeah. a lot of this stuff is repetitive. I mean, Diablo is the same way, in my opinion. Yeah. I will say, though, that the fact that they give you a lot of abilities right out of the gate uh, is that really kinda nice. Scared, that kind of scared me a little bit because uh-huh. I because so it's like I think. The way I'm playing is like left click is movement, right click right is click attack. Is attack. Yeah. yeah, and and wherever you're aiming the mouse is where you're aiming your skill shots. Yeah, and right now my current setup, I I am a little less than an arm, a little more than an arm's length away from a 48 inch screen. So it's like you're trying to like look at everything on the screen at once. I'm yeah. sitting way too close and. Then also juggling like six abilities that they don't really give you a tutorial for. You just kind of yeah, figure I, it I out as you make yeah. your way through. Um, it was a bit overwhelming uh, in the, during the tutorial. But I think once I got out of that, got into the first town and so on, mm-hmm. I really hit my stride. Um, there's a cool skill tree that you could level up and it adjusts. I got a mount. Um, game seems pretty... Um, Where did you get a mount? I, I don't think I'm in far enough. Once, the game- you get to the, once you get to the church... Uh, okay. Well, at least in my, I don't know if the yeah. storylines are different per character so, or starting areas. The other thing I've yeah. done is because I'm decided that I'm gonna, you know, dabble in this game as a time killer, like mm-hmm. when I'm at work and stuff like that. I actually have been watching Twitch streams and keeping them on the background muted so I can okay. get some drops. Oh, and so they I, have I, drops. Yes. So I actually I'm like part way to getting a pet, and I have a mount already that I have a pet. I, I have a, okay. I have a pet cat. Uh, so oh, I, nice. I got the I got the bronze founders pack back when this thing was doing uh, uh, early access yeah early access beta type yep. thing but that was the same it happened to be the same time I got the Elden Ring technical test so I was mm-hmm. like what am I gonna play and you know yeah. that was a no brainer <laughs> um, 
And so uh, I didn't get to play it then, but a, a pet cut came with that and some yeah. crystalline aura. We um, might have to uh, talk after this, and you might just have to leave that server. <laughs> no, no, no. You should, join, character me. you should join us uh, where we have a bunch of more people playing. <laughs> All right, maybe. Yeah. Well, we'll talk after this and figure out yeah. what server you're on. But yeah, I mean, so far, I've only put a couple hours in. So far, I I'm enjoying it. Uh, I do, like you said, I don't think it is the most complex game necessarily like i don't think there's a ton to it i think it's i think it's fun i think it's repetitive but i think it's a nice like like you said hang out with friends and basically just talk the whole time while you're clicking around um and <laughs> the chat saying his age yeah <laughs> no he's already level 40 god damn it ng go work or something um, um well see no, look, but, if you're already level 40 you might as well just start a new character and and join me and well, well no so so I, I think i think once you hit 50 or something like they give you a pass to level up two characters to 50 automatically oh so, really? like yeah oh so, that's cool yeah and um from what i've heard is they've they streamlined uh levels 1 through 50 in the north american release and uh -huh. it's 50 onwards where the grind kind of kicks in and where it gets more difficult and complex so uh, I think they want people to get through the bullshit and then enjoy the, uh, spend more time in uh, the end game. And that's where they'll make their money. <laughs> All right. Uh, the last game I've been dabbling with is Cyberpunk 2077. So I've talked about this before. Every time this, the story comes up about, you know, the, when the next gen update's coming and it getting delayed and it getting delayed, I finally just bit the bullet and picked it up on PC I only paid $20 for it on PC, even though I own a copy for the Xbox that I never opened. And I also figured, you know what? I got this new PC I built. I can push it to its limits with Cyberpunk 2077. I can check out DLSS on there. And so I've been dabbling in that, and I've been enjoying it quite a bit. I don't think I realize how much this is basically just Cyberpunk GTA. Like, it is. And, and yeah. that's what it is. And I, that's exactly what I want. I, I didn't realize that that was that. I, I For some reason, I thought it would be more... It would lean more towards like a fallout in the sense of a Western RPG. And while, yeah, there is the quest lines and there is the, the, and the world there similar to a fallout. Uh, at the end of the day, the gameplay, you can play this just like GTA. I am yeah. way too aggressive in my violence in this game, which normally I don't play that way. But I don't know what it is about this. I, I'm really, really enjoying the world and I'm just guns blazing almost everything. So a question for you. So yes. patch 1.5 dropped this week. Yes, which we're going to talk gen. about. And of course it yes. only dropped this week because I bought this a week ago. Yeah. Uh, well, they, they so, did give a period of Q1. Yeah, um, yeah. Okay, so, uh, just, just an aside. Yes. CD Projekt Red, what the hell were you thinking? Um, dropping this before Horizon Forbidden West, a week before Elden Ring. Like... You could have just waited till like second week of March and been absolutely fine. There was no need to rush this out yeah, but, in one of the but, busiest periods. But if it's ready, it's got to come out. They've got to get it out because they have to start working towards marketing DLC expansions for you it. You could still do that. Yeah, uh, I don't know. And a possible multiplayer. I mean, Smoking in the chat mentions they should yeah. have added multiplayer. So You're I will... are working on that. Yes, if they yeah. add multiplayer... And then when the expansions come out, I will start a new campaign on console. And I'll play. Right now I'm playing as a street kid, and I think I'm going to play as a nomad in my next playthrough. Oh, I played as oh. a corp. Uh, a corpo? Person. Yeah, corpo. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I was thinking about doing that, but I think I'm going to go nomad. 
Anyway, so that wraps up what I've been dabbling in. The one game that I've actually spent a significant amount of time in this past week is, to no surprise, Apex Legends. The new ranked season is so, so good, man. And this is the fastest I'm going to get to Diamond ever. I started somewhere around silver two because they always drop you a tier and a half and even though i hit diamond in the first split and the second split i didn't play rank that much so i was lower so i got dropped lower and the reason is that in my opinion is with the people i'm playing with we've basically implemented having an igo which is an in-game leader you know oh and so we have one person making the call outs and basically dictating how we're playing obviously other people can speak up and call things out and say stuff but at the end of the day like we have a leader they make the final decisions and stuff like that and even if it even if it isn't so much of like we only do what they say right what has happened is that we are now staying much closer together the whole time which means that we are team fighting together way more often we're not someone's not getting picked off because they're wandering off a little bit far and not communicating it's just increased the communication and teamwork by like fivefold. And I'm telling you, it's resulted in us winning at a higher percentage. I mean, coming in first in a higher percentage and then placing in top fives almost every other time. The other thing about this season is that they have changed the way the points work to actually put more weight towards placement rather than just like kills. Last season was very like kill focused or the last couple seasons, and yeah. now they're like, hey, at the end of the day, this is a battle royale, and we want it to be a little bit more in line with what the competitive scene is, and placement matters. Yeah, l- so, l- listen, in the Hunger Games, PETA just put some dirt on him and camouflaged yeah, himself yeah. in, and he made it to the end, and he won. Yeah. Didn't matter how many kills he had, yeah. he got there by hiding. And, and so, yeah, and no, I, I think it has made for a much more enjoyable experience. I mean, in past seasons, and it still happens to some degree, but people were going way out into the storm to try to third party and fourth party just because they were so kill hungry because they were weighted so heavily. Mm-hmm. And then they would die immediately after. And it just doesn't, that's not the Battle Royale experience. It's just not, you know, the whole point is to be the last one standing. And so it's, I mean, but it's it's been really, really nice, man. And it turns out, surprise, surprise, if you work as a team, <laughs> you get better results and so it's 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 been awesome man i every season i i fall back in love with with this game i i have questions uh about how you pulled this off uh one did you stop playing with matt (laughs) so i won't name names but there are people (laughs) that are kind of the impetus for me thinking that like maybe we should implement this and Mm -hmm. so the one good thing is that no matter who's playing, when when we agree as a group, like, hey, this is the person that's going to make the call outs and stuff like that, then everybody's just like, all right, we're on board. And that's good. Doesn't and Everybody that we play with is on board. And so what I've been doing for the most part is I've been alternating who is the IGL. So uh, uh, so is it Rob one game, Sunny Vice 20 the second game? No, no. And actually, then... I am almost never the IGL. Uh, I was actually the IGL for the first time last night i i called two matches is and it democratic I, I, listen, or is it and, and we basically <laughs> i say hey you make the calls this game okay. i uh but and hey we came in first and then i think we came in like third so obviously i'm fantastic at it but 
I also think that I'm pretty good at staying with the group. And I think there are certain people that maybe, <laughs> I don't know what it is, but just are more likely to listen to anybody other than me. <laughs> and so I've been having uh, people like go a few games as IGL and then switch to somebody else going a few games as IGL and just seeing what works best. But honestly, just having a designated IGL, just having somebody designated calling it out and everybody playing off of them has just resulted in way better team fights I and way better uh, teamwork. What I'm hearing is you are in the shadows appointing somebody <laughs> and in reality, you know how they play. You know that they will follow you. Well, they might make the call to location, <laughs> but you'll be like, hey, hey, leader, I think there's people over here. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. And, uh, listen, we're, we're able to do that. Yeah. And I, I'm always like, hey, there's guys over here. What do you think? You know? And so, no, we can do that. That's uh, uh, absolutely allowed. Yeah. But if the person's like, no, I think we are in a good position here. Let's just stay here. Then that's fine, too. My whole thing is when I play these games, most of the time I get fresh. Like, if we lose a fight, we lose a fight if they're a better team. But if somebody gets picked off because they're wandered away or... You know, we're in a fight and I'm calling things out and everybody else is silent the whole time. Like, mm -hmm. that's that one that doesn't result in us being successful. And two, it's just not as much fun for me. Uh, I have the most fun when we're working as a unit. Yeah. And so, no, I mean, that that's always the case. And it's always the worst when either you're the one that's a little bit too far off or you're yeah. one of your buddies is and you're just like, yeah. if we just had the fire the power or even just like you dare, they might have not have approached. Um, yep. Yeah, and that, that's always the worst. But no, that sounds yeah. like that sounds like a blast. I I keep looking at installing it, and then I'm like, I'm never home uh, to play it. Yeah. Um, it's so, so it's so good, man. Yeah. I I it the, I think it's in one of those best spots it's been. There's a couple things that need to work out. Turns out that I think there's a bug with Bangalore where her smokes are making it so that she can if she shoots it like right at her foot, she can see through it as if there's no oh obstruction. And she doesn't lose aim assist if she's playing on controller, whereas uh, the people on the outside of the smoke can't see anything and they lose aim assist when they're trying to aim in the smoke. Oh. <laughs> and so I actually had a situation where I was watching uh, somebody like come out of the storm. I was the last person. There was two people left on their team. And, and you they, dropped the smoke at your feet. No, and they, <laughs> <laughs> they put the smoke down and they shredded me through the smoke. And so yeah. I just chalked it up to you know them having a digital threat and me not being able to see them. But I think then when I found that out and found that they don't lose aim assist through there, mm -hmm. uh, it made a lot more sense. And so is that like an ability thing where they don't lose aim assist, or is it just like a glitch? Uh, I think it's game? just I think it's just a glitch. I think okay. I think smokes normally are are meant to kill the aim assist. Okay. Um, and so, but yeah, I mean. Other than that, I, it's still in a really good spot. I still don't think Bangalore is that strong, even though I, people can argue that she's kind of the meta right now because of that. But yeah. um, I'm uh, like I said, I'm I'm having a blast. But all right, that's what I've been playing. I know you've been dabbling in yeah cool other games. So um, it's tomorrow's my final day at work. So I spent spent the last week really wrapping things up, saying my goodbyes. Which you know, when you've been at a company for six years, it's it gets a bit emotional. Yeah, uh, of course. Yeah, like, you know, I've, I've mentioned my boss a lot uh, over the years, and, like, he's been a great mentor, but he's also been one of the biggest gamers. Like, yeah. <laughs> he's right there with both of us uh, in regards of, like, how many, how, how much um, 
he like we play like he's uh so you know not having that buddy to t- like we text we text every day and it's weird to text your boss and have such a friendly relationship but it's, it's just the one we have so yeah, um that's cool. yeah so um, you know going in tomorrow to turn in my things uh, have lunch with the team one last time and then uh off to hopefully greener pastures uh i'm excited uh hopefully by when can you talk about it on the podcast two weeks i i'm just i'm just i got an email for equipment they asked me if i wanted a pc or mac yeah uh, i i just want to officially start before and not jinx anything i just feel right. like a little bit yeah. um you know a little bit antsy about that but i get a week off yeah. which is nice so i will get time to dig into for horizon forbidden west i'll get time to dig into uh, witch queen uh and i'll Eld- hopefully elden ring for the weekend yeah. um, i think i'm going to stream all of elden ring when i play I think okay. it's I think it's time for the uh, workforce <laughs> to see me just rage for hours and hours and hours and put myself I, through pain. I'm I'm gonna join you um, whenever I can, even if I'm yeah. just like away, and, <laughs> and, and to do that. But also um, also I should we should stream some some Lost Ark as well. I I'm, I'm honestly trying to figure out the best way to stream PC yeah. games right now. Uh, Gloomhaven isn't PC intensive, so that one's easy. Yeah, Lost so that, seems like it would be. Yeah, so um, that is the problem, is that uh, I don't have yeah. a dual PC setup. Yeah, and so I'm maybe maybe if a, if a laptop is strong enough to pull it off, maybe uh, a strong enough one, maybe I can pull something off, but I, I don't mm-hmm. know yet. Um, uh, you know, there, there are some workarounds where I could possibly stream somebody else's PC, uh, and then well, we can just talk y- over it. You're using, way. you're using an external, right? For capture, game capture, when you're playing console. From console, yes. Console's yeah. easy. Console's why not a problem at all. Why, we should try putting the stream software on the laptop, and seeing if the laptop can actually that, handle just outputting the stream. That, that's that's my thought process yeah. as well. And then, um, and then plugging your PC into the capture card. Yep. Oh. What? Why didn't I think of that? Yeah. Well, I just don't know. <laughs> I, was, I, you know. I was like, I was like, well, I gotta connect it like this, and then do it like that, and then <laughs> yeah, I'm just no. like, no, that that, yeah. that makes the most sense. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, no. But we'll, we'll we'll try to figure that out and see if we yeah. can get that to work. I was like, I was like, I was like, what magic are you talking? <laughs> wait, wait, it's so simple. Yeah. It will work. Yeah. No, that uh, that would work. That would work. Um. What else have you been playing? Okay, so uh, like you, I've been dabbling since I've been trying to wrap up stuff with work. Um. Mm-hmm. So I, you know, I, I mentioned last week my wife started to work again, so we're now at my parents. My Series S came in. Uh, mm-hmm. First thoughts: that thing is, I could, if I had baggy pants, I'm pretty sure I could fit that thing in the, <laughs> one of the pockets. It's yeah, it is. It's more than my work laptop. Yeah, it's a bit thicker, yeah. but like. You could throw that thing in the backpack, no problem. Oh no, like, yeah, hundred percent. I've had textbooks 100%. in high school and middle school bigger than mm-hmm. that thing. Um, it so as someone that likes fidelity gaming, like high, like going resolution mode, things like that. Mm-hmm. I I do miss that crispness. Um, yeah, I mean, I agree with you. I, I, I do miss that crispness, but I think being in the Xbox ecosystem, like I installed, I installed Judgment, Halo Infinite, mm-hmm. um, Ruined King. Uh, a preloaded Elden Ring and just like having everything just c- carry over like that Microsoft has made that process so simple yeah uh, it's great like I just loaded it up having quick resume is great um, I, just, I brought over my Xbox headset paired it up uh, I've just left it there um, it, 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 it's, it's nice and easy it, it, you know like 
I don't. I'm not home now because I'm over at my parents, and so that's either lost game time or, hey, take a resolution hit and the game still play fine. And yeah. so, um, I, it, it's been great. I I really like it. I haven't gotten to play too much. I dabbled. I picked up Judgment again. Played a little bit of that. Um, fired up some Halo Infinite playing that. Uh, and then. When I was at home the other day, the morning that the Horizon Forbidden West reviews dropped, uh, I got a bit excited. Unhooked up, I unhooked the Series X, hooked up the PS5 on our living room TV. Uh, mm-hmm. I only have one available HDMI right now for that TV because uh, of the Switch, the soundbar, and the Apple TV on there. Uh, so I've just been going back and forth with those consoles on that TV. Yeah. And so. Uh, I installed Horizon Zero Dawn, and I was like, "Let me fire up Frozen Wilds, you know. Let me get acclimated back to this game, mm-hmm. uh, you know, right before Forbidden West. Like, I never played this DLC as much, you know. Yeah, I, I didn't play it either. And I fired it up. Man, I really wish when like games take like months to release a DLC or something, or even like years to release a DLC, to give you like some sort of small tutorial on like, hey, it's been a while, like, <laughs> you, you know, yeah. like, yeah. like, oh, Ayla, you bumped your head. Do you remember how to fire a bow? And it's yeah. like, no, no, I don't. <laughs> um, and so like, I was, I spent like a good hour trying to figure out like, how do I do this? And then like, the first encounter in Frozen Wilds, I believe is like a new monster mm-hmm. or like dinosaur monster robot thing. And it's so tanky that I thought I was playing incorrectly <laughs> until I went online <laughs> and they're like, no, this thing has a lot of health. Don't yeah. put it on ultra hard because it'll be impossible to kill. And then I was like, oh, okay. I wasn't doing anything wrong. Uh, mm-hmm. I actually picked it up uh, back up pretty quick. And then I was like, I was like, I, maybe, maybe I'm just rusty, but I felt much more powerful <laughs> in this game than I do in this DLC right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I, I'm excited, but hearing... That it's more of Zero Dawn does make me excited in some aspects, but I am a bit scared that when I was playing that, I was like, my save file was from like March of 2017. Yeah. It's been five years. Yeah. I really hope it doesn't feel exactly the same yeah. as Forbidden West. Like, Also, you've had to listen to me, you know, bring that game down a couple pegs every time it gets mentioned. So maybe I'm just in your head as well. Maybe, maybe it's that as well. Maybe it's like... A set, Listen, set I'm excited for it. My plan yeah. is to kind of play as much of it yeah. this weekend as I can. And so... I, a part of me wants we'll to just... thoughts next week. A part of me just wants to mainline it. I know I yeah, have I mean, a bad tendency... what I'm going to uh, do. Yeah, I have a bad tendency to try to do like all the side quests. Yeah. Um, and I, if I want to get to Elden Ring without a backlog, that's the yeah. way I have to mainline it. That's, how, that's my thoughts exactly, yeah. honestly. It's actually yeah. one of the things I didn't mention in the dabbling is I finally got back to playing Control, the director's cut. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got it when it was on sale because I had never played any of the DLC. And so, but, you know, I just, I started a little bit. I was still in the very beginning. And then the past couple of days I've been playing it uh, at night before I go to bed. And I was able to beat the main campaign again. I'm going to start the DLC now. I Man, that game is still so, so good and holds up so, so well. Yeah. When you go through that ashtray maze section oh of it. my god that's so cool man i i feel like people didn't talk about that enough or maybe yeah. i just missed all that conversation maybe, yeah. but that, that that was one of the coolest sequences in gaming yeah. in the last decade yeah. as when i was playing it i was like this might be the coolest sequence in gaming yeah. period like ever yeah all right because the thing is like 
Because I, I, remind me, but I feel like that area was always just there, but you could never like really figure out how to get through it. Yeah, so it's yeah. there. I, you, you get you to like that the area. Yeah, right. You get to the area, and then you can try to start walking through it, and then you're like, huh, I can't. You know, yeah. like, can't do it. And then, yeah, you go, you get the headphones, and then, oh, man. It's just visually, it's unbelievable. Yeah, it's so good. Uh, all right, that wraps up what we've been playing. Like I said, not a lot of news, but let's get right into it. First thing up, <sighs> Destiny 2, the Witch Queen, will let you skip the grind if you can't beat its legendary campaign. If you can beat its... Oh, if you can beat its legendary yeah. campaign, sorry. Which, okay, so first off, awesome, because... Sometimes I don't want to play Gambit for weeks on end or Grind Strikes. And playing Legendary Campaign with friends sounds like a great time. And the fact that you can replay uh, campaign levels now uh, from, like I think, like a menu type system sounds great. <laughs> and so, yeah, so players will be able to swap between Legendary and Normal difficulties between missions without having to recomplete parts of the campaign. Meaning Guardians can adjust on the fly depending on how they're feeling but players will get even greater rewards by beating the entire campaign on the higher difficulty. Beating the Witch Queen campaign on Legendary will give an exclusive emblem. A Triumph players will need for the location title, some materials, some mysteries, Bungie rewards, one of the new Witch Queen armor exotics for the class, and most interestingly, a set of 1520 power armor. 1500 power is the soft cap in the Witch Queen, meaning that it's as high as players can get from random world drops and blue items. Anything above that will require powerful or pinnacle drops. Pinnacle uh, drops are the will increase your power level um, past the fifteen twenty point. Okay. So while the legendary campaign will definitely take longer to complete, it's worth it for players looking to level up their gear fast. As not only does it send players to the soft cap ASAP, but it also gives an additional twenty levels otherwise limited by weekly powerful drops. For players looking to raid on March 5th, Legendary is looking to be mandatory, or at least very efficient. Now, I, listen, reading this... It sounds great. Maybe I play, <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah because, I... like, like, here's the thing. What they've been saying about this campaign is they're trying to go back to, like, the Halo days of, like, making that campaign actually feel like there's a story, there's yeah. a world that's being built out. And yep. so, like, that, that sounds good, and I hope they can deliver on that. And if all I need to do is play this on Legendary, and if it's by myself or with randoms... Yeah. Sign me, sign me up because I, I think both for you and I, as the years have gone by, it has become harder to devote time to one game, especially when we're doing this podcast. Like we, we yeah. like to, we like to play other games, you know, there's times where we're all in on one game and there's times where it's just like, I want to play uh, a bunch of different stuff. Okay. I think my audio cut out. Uh, yep. I don't know why that switched. Uh, there we go. Um, yeah. So it's, you know, if I don't want to be signing in daily to do like strikes and figure out times to do the nightfall so I can just get one piece of armor to upgrade myself. So if I can just grab two friends and play through this, you know, campaign on Legendary and we just treat it like a social thing where the shooting is good and, yeah. uh, you know, and then maybe the level design is great. And like, I mean, the campaigns have always been fun for Destiny. Yeah, so, I agree. I, the campaigns yeah. have always been my the campaigns and then the raids have always been my favorite part. It's everything in between that was or, or outside of those two activities that kind of made me, you know, fall off on the game. I also I I just want to know, and you can let me know when you get into it. Is once you start it, is it clear the campaign path? You know, yeah. like as long as that's the case, as long as I can 
pick it up and get right back into it, I, I think I'd be willing to pick it up and give it a shot. Yeah, and I, I'm so I fire had fired it a backup uh, Destiny two the uh, two weeks ago, and then my cousin texted me. He's like, "Don't bother grinding. Everyone will be brought up to thirteen fifty, um, mm-hmm. and everyone has the same starting point. Like they might have exotics and stuff that they can that they might have grinded out that you might need to still figure out a way to get. Um, but other than that, just play just play the game." Uh, yeah. So, I was like, I was like, great, uh, because I I hate I think when uh, Beyond Light or was it Shadow Keep one of them came out, I was a little bit under, and I had like when I was just playing the campaign, I felt under leveled, and that wasn't fun um, to try to like get myself up to that level to play through. So I think they're taking the right steps here. Hopefully, it's easy to navigate. I just hope there's like, hey, here's a campaign menu bar, <laughs> just choose a level and just play through this, um, make it nice and easy. All right, from one shooter to another, Call of Duty Modern Warfare and Warzone, sequ- Warzone sequels are coming later this year. I think for anyone still playing uh, Warzone, uh, this is probably um, great news because I, I think both the team, the developers behind it, and players have just been complaining how broken this game has gotten with every new release. Yeah, they uh, had a call last week where they basically said, hey, we know that we broke things. Uh, the yeah. problem being that when we created Warzone for the original modern, not the original, it's so funny, for 2019's Call of Duty Modern Warfare, we didn't anticipate this to be a platform. It was just going to be a one-off similar to the you know Blackout. Yeah. And so they're being held back by the tech. And they're saying that, you know, with the new wars, uh, Warzone, Warzone 2, if you want to call it that, that it will be better set up to support future content and be something that they can build upon and it will be more up to date. And so, I mean, I, I enjoyed Warzone when it first came out and, and for the first like year of its release, more or less. And then, yeah, just too many bugs, too many broken uh, weapons, too many broken skins, and it just became a, a mess. And so I'm, I'm more than willing to dip back into this once this release. And then the Modern Warfare, 2019's Modern Warfare is getting a sequel set to launch this fall in late are, 2022. Can you tell me, are these the same Modern Warfares as Call of Duty 4? Or? They are not. See, that's why I said, that's why I started okay. saying the original. <laughs> so they did the thing where they have some of the same characters but just went back to calling it like call of duty modern warfare so it's essentially it's still i think in essence a sequel to those original titles but they just dropped the number on it and just started back up modern um, warfare the second so yeah it's not necessarily like a reboot and it's yeah. not a sequel remake it's not quite yeah. a sequel i don't know yeah. but yeah i mean i enjoyed that campaign you know enough i also enjoyed the multiplayer in modern warfare i think that engine is fine and so i'm I'm excited to see what uh sequel and follow-up i know you aren't as big into call of duty multiplayer and as big into uh, i just suck at call of duty yeah multiplayer like it's it's not fun for me um oh we touched upon this next story yeah a little foreshadowing earlier cyberpunk 2077 next gen update is now live and here's what's included in patch 1.5. Now the patch notes mostly focus on detailing the next generation 
updates for the Xbox Series X, PS5, and the Xbox Series S. But PC did also get some improvements as well. Now, as far as the next-gen updates, um, all three consoles are getting new weapons. There are, or all platforms are getting new weapons, additional apartments for V. So instead of having just the one apartment in, in the beginning of the map, there are other locations where you can get essentially a safe house. Honestly, that sounds great. Yes. Because um, <laughs> of when I played it at launch, it just sucked always having to go back to like that one apartment. You can also now change your character in the mirror in these apartments. So previously, once you've created a character, you couldn't really change the look of them. Um, at least I haven't found, I'm still early and I haven't found like if there's a barber shop or something like that, but now you can just change in the mirror. Um, also I was watching some of the live stream where they're announcing this and they added more makeup options for the female character. There's some rebalancing of the gameplay economy and loot systems. And what this actually ended up doing was resetting all of your skill points. So if you're getting in there, make sure that you reallocate those skill points. Ray trace local shadows on the PS5 and Xbox Series X. Vi uh, various visual quality improvements on the PS5, Xbox Series X, and Xbox Series S. Uh, spatial headphone audio is now being added to the PS5 with the 3D audio. It was already available in the Xbox Series X and Series S because that uh, already supports Windows Sonic and, and, and Dolby Atmos. Uh, improved crowd reactions for the PS5, Xbox Series S, Series S, and PC and Stadia. And then the PS5 gets DualSense controller features. Now, just to talk about it, some of the updates, the performance mode is going to ensure smooth gameplay at 60 frames per second with dynamic 4K scaling. Ray tracing mode will provide photorealistic shadows and reflection rendering, as well as gameplay at 30 frames per second with dynamic 4K scaling. Uh, the Xbox Series S version, however, has no graphics mode selection and is presented at 30 frames per second in 1440p with dynamic resolution scaling. So I've heard a lot of people on forums um, and so I think on Twitter in general going like, hey, for the Series S, just give us 1080p 60. Like, so, you know, it's it's, it's fine. So <laughs> yeah, like, they've, they've already yeah. come out and said that they are going to work on implementing that okay. feature and Th giving that, some more nice. options for the Series S. Yeah. Um, um, but yeah, I mean that's pretty much everything that's been that that's added that's big, right? Uh, one of the other things I was watching their stream is they improved the way that driving feels in that game. Oh, thank God! Um, I would only drive a motorcycle because yeah, the cars... a motorcycle drive the best in that game. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> before before this patch, um, it, I so I game share with my cousin. Um, mm -hmm. I think he might have bought this on his account for xbox i need to double check maybe i can dive in if that's the case yeah. uh, to see what this console version looks like um I, I did have a lot of fun with it even at launch uh, um, part of me is tempted to just run two playthroughs i wish there was cross save across different platforms like if you just had a cd product red account you could bring your save over the way ubisoft is doing it these days um yeah part of me is tempted to just run two different <laughs> gameplays simultaneously if we didn't have so many games coming out this month, I would probably do that. There seems to be a lot here. Yeah, no, I think I'm yeah. gonna dive into this. There's, I mean, there's a ton. I was sitting and watching that stream for, yeah. I think I watched the stream for like 40 minutes and they still weren't done. Um, but yeah, but I, I think the things that I mentioned are the things yeah. that are make the biggest impact. Yeah. All right, our next news 
Stop me if you've heard this before, but they're going to make a Bioshock movie. Again? <laughs> I feel like they've been trying to make a Bioshock movie since before Bioshock Infinite released. There was Let's... talk about all these different studios. This time, it seems that it's actually going to happen because Netflix has announced plans to make a Bioshock movie. And honestly, for the most part, if Netflix announces it, it happens. There's only one man I trust to make a Bioshock movie. It's a man that I trust with anything dealing with... Actually, maybe two people I'll trust with this. Okay. One, James Cameron. Two, Guillermo del Toro. I do not want to watch a James Cameron Bioshock movie. I would kill to watch a Guillermo del Toro Bioshock movie. Are you nuts? That would be, be amazing. Awesome. Holy <laughs> crap. I would love that. Could you just imagine uh, what the little sisters would look like? Oh my god. That would be... <laughs> awesome i i didn't know i needed something or wanted something so bad until you just mentioned that like now i need that to happen i don't think it will i think that uh we're more likely to get either it's gonna be like a um, first timer or one of their favorites i mean they have directors they love it'll be like ron howard's bioshock (laughs) or it's gonna be who's the guy that's been working with Ryan Reynolds a lot on like Free Guy, and now they have that new the Adam Taika Project. Taika No, no, no. No, um, the Adam Project, Free Guy. The, the director. Of Free yeah, the director. Yeah, I can't remember. Sean Levy. Oh, um. Yeah, yeah, and so I could see them getting something like that. I mean, the the reality is, is. Oh, he did a he was a producer on Arrival, Stranger Things, Spectacular. Yeah. Oh, wow, he's got a nice. Yep. set of uh accolades and so um, i think i'm I mean, i'm excited i'm excited to see who ends up being cast i i'm excited to see who ends up directing it at the at right now as far as plot talent timeline concerned we don't have any information all we know is that uh it is currently in that they have plans to make the Bioshock movie. This might be my new favorite dude like dude last man standing was fantastic dash and lily were great um Unsolved I hear, mysteries. I hear really good things about the Adam Project, and so yeah. Oh yeah, no, I'm. I'm. If they get him, awesome. I gotta check out the Adam Project. That's the yeah. They just teased that over the Super Bowl, didn't they? Yes. Yep. Yeah. All right. From things that are probably from out far into the future to things coming right now, we have our Game Pass update. So can, available can today. I, can I just can I just say one thing? Yes. February was not a good Game Pass month. <laughs> it was, was okay. It was, it was okay. okay. I mean, there's it some. Okay. I mean, honestly, there's some of these. So available I, today. For... Mass Effect Legendary Edition for the cloud. Mass Effect Legendary okay. Edition is already available, but now you can do it uh, via the cloud. Lawn mowing simulator. February. Oh. oh no, that actually got delayed, right? Did it? I think what so. I think that's it's why it's crossed soon. out. Available now. Yeah, but it said February 17th, but then now it's crossed out. I think I saw that something. Yeah, it's been delayed. It will not be coming on February 17th. That's right. Uh, I saw that. Um, boo. That's that's the game you need to Oh, wait. You know what? It's did. already. So the, here's the thing. It's already yeah. available for the Series X, PC, and cloud gaming. It was coming to Xbox One, but that's what's been delayed. Oh, God. Yes. Okay. Okay. And so, and I actually saw that. Um, Madden NFL 22 is coming if you have xbox game pass ultimate as part of ea play 
So and um, it makes sense. That, Super Bowl was just this past yeah. Sunday. They're not going to make any more money off of people buying the game for the current football season. I have the met, the metrics have to be there, right? That yeah. the game drops off significantly. I bet you there's a little bit of an uptake after the Super Bowl because people are excited, and now people can get in there on Game Pass and spend their money on Madden Ultimate Team. Uh, Total War Warhammer Three is coming to PC on February seventeenth. I am so pumped to try this and then probably delete it right after because I'm too confused on how to play a, war, a Total War game. <laughs> yup. Uh, the reviews for this have been nice. Uh, it's funny because so. I'm so desperate to like download some games on my on my PC and try that. I even thought about yeah. downloading this and realized there's no shot I play this. Actually, like, um, I'll play it for app? 40 minutes. Yeah. Uh, Robo Quest is coming February 22nd on PC as part of Game Preview. Galactic Civilizations 3 is coming to PC uh, on February 24th. Super Mega Baseball 3 is coming to console on February 24th. And then Alice Madness Returns is coming to PC on uh, February 28th. Have you ever played Alice Madness Returns? I never played any of that. Is there, okay, me, correct me, me. Is there, are there multiple Alice games I think or is there just two. one? No, okay, I think there's, there's two. two. And so I, I've always, uh, maybe there is just one, I don't know. I've always wanted to play it. Because I think I've talked about this on the podcast before. I love the idea of doing like horror takes on classic tales. Mm -hmm. And so I always wanted to kind of play it, but just never got around, never got around to it. Uh, yeah, that wraps up the new games that are coming. I wow. agree with you that February wasn't necessarily the strongest, but it was still pretty good. Um. Grounded hit 10 million players? Yeah, That's they impressive. Yeah, they announced that actually... Well, I mean, I, just, I think this article is from yesterday, but I think they announced that earlier in the week. It was Monday or something like that. Um, yeah, we still... Oh, I mean, and the I, Sea of Thieves update oh, for the adventure starts. Yeah, Shrouded Islands well. Yep, starts February 17th. Um, okay, I, need, I need to send this to my friends right now. Uh, jump in and play some Sea of Thieves. We need to jump in and play some Grounded, man. I want to get back to it. I'm scared. <laughs> you're gonna feed me. You're gonna feed me a spider. And no, um, no, no. I would. I would never. Um, that's what. That's what you say. We gotta get Mike in though, because Mike's the one that's gonna okay. show us around and actually teach teach you how to do stuff. Because I'm terrible. Then we'll, then we'll kill him and take his take his stuff. No, he would destroy you. Okay. Both <laughs> both in game and in real life, he would hunt you down. Uh, All right. Hear me out. We do something like uh, Eve Online where we become Mike's best friends for four years. We're the best man at his wedding. And when he least expects it, we then stab him in the back. I'm going to pass. Mike <laughs> is a former police officer is working on getting his carry license. So Never mind. Someone, yeah, <laughs> Never I mind. Uh, next bit of news sticking with Xbox. Halo is getting a second season on Paramount+. Plus. So before the first season even airs, they've already announced that we'll be getting a second season from uh, Paramount and will be airing on Paramount+. So Plus. I, I'm guessing they see something here um, yeah. to renew it at a time. I Rarely have I seen a situation where something gets renewed ahead of time like this and it's not good. Right. Um, or there's enough there for them to believe, like, hey, we can fix a lot of this in season two. Yeah. Um, one of the best jokes I did see about this was um, 
for the show's second season, as previously announced, showrunner Kyle Kane will leave the series at the end of season one, and uh, they announced David Wiener from Homecoming the Killin will take over as season's two showrunner. And uh, the comment I saw goes that, uh, you know, oh, the showrunners are leaving from season one, and someone goes, that's what we call the forerunners. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh. <laughs> nice, nice little joke there uh, for the Halo fans. So um, silly. Yeah, I mean, like it's it seems the time of like IP driven um, TV series is finally coming. Like we saw the Lord of the Rings trailer over mm-hmm. Super Bowl. Uh, I mean, weekend. this yeah, this was uh, already Halo's big. Yeah, we were already seeing this kind of stuff happening, yeah. right? I mean, you look at The Witcher and the success that yeah. that has. I think that just opened up the gates to being like. Yeah. You know, for a long time, nerd culture was becoming mainstream via the MCU. And then things like Game of Thrones and The Witcher opened the door for fantasy and sci-fi even farther that like, I mean, this is where we're at now. And so it just makes sense to pick established (laughs) IP like this. Yeah, I just want anime to have its moment and it's not going to be that Netflix One Piece show. (laughs) (laughs) Um, All right, let's get to the next bit of news. Baldur's Gate 3 should launch in 2023. So although Baldur's Gate 3 has been available in early access for 16 months, don't expect Larian Studios' highly anticipated role-playing game to make a full launch in 2022. The studio said in a news release on Tuesday, right now our expectation is that Baldur's Gate 3 will be released out of early access in 2023. A ton of progress has been made. We still think, still think we have a year of development ahead of us and call 2022 launch unlikely. I'm glad uh, they came out and said it. Um, yeah, I see. On the one hand, I don't care about Baldur's Gate three at all. Okay, <laughs> this is like uh, not for me. At I all. I I grabbed this a while back um, to dabble in, and uh-huh. I never dabbled in it. But it's fine <laughs> because by the time I have time for it, it'll be twenty twenty three. And it'll actually and launch. It'll, it'll, it'll actually launch, and but then yeah. I don't have to replay everything. <laughs> but I will say that the reason I think. Uh, the reason I wanted to, because I almost said maybe we should just cut the story, but you you brought up a good point, and that's the reason I want to keep it on here, is that more studios need to do this. More mm-hmm. studios need to just come out and set expectations and be like, hey, just, especially with stuff that's in early access, like, it kind of drives me nuts that Grounded doesn't have an estimated uh, release date for the full product, right? That is just like, hey, we're in early access, this is you know, our next update is here. And and don't get me wrong, they communicate often about what their plan is for the next update mm-hmm. and stuff like that. But not knowing when the full release is going to be or a time frame for it kind of drives me nuts. And yeah, so I, for, I get for that. them to come out and just say, hey, it's not going to be this year. Like, all right, cool. You know? Yeah. It gives me time. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, no, I, I, think, I think in the case of Grounded, what works is, I, what was the studio behind that again? Um, oh, that's Obsidian. Obsidian, yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel like Obsidian had this core idea. They're like, there's something here, but we need to fle- we need help flushing this out. Yeah. Um, and I think in the case of Baldur's Gate 3, Larian is tackling such a big IP. Like, Baldur's Gate defined the genre um, for role-playing on PC. One of my cousins who barely games... Baldur's Gate 1 and 2 are the only games I'm pretty sure he's ever beaten. <laughs> yeah. uh, and yeah. he, loved, he loves them. Um, and so 
you know, you want to get it right, but if you put it out and there's issues, people are just going to complain about it and you're going to spend like years patching and addressing yeah. and then you put out the director's cut. Um, why not do, yeah, like I agree, go the early access route, get that feedback, see what works, what doesn't. And then, you know, you'll have your hardcore testers out there that, you know, they paid for a game, they just want to play it early uh, and they'll give you that feedback. And then, you know, I've seen from when they initially put this out, people are finding very funny ways to break the game. And like, you don't, that's valuable information. Like, yes, testers can work and do so much, but like when you increase that pool of testers, that pool of feedback, um, you'll find obscure things that might go uh, unseen. So I'm, you know, it kind of sucks that it's not launching this year, but it seems like they have been updating it and there's a massive patch that did come out this week. So, you know, for those that do need, uh, uh, you know, their fix, they, I think they just added a barbarian class with two subclasses, um, added improvised weapons, thrown weapons, as well as magic loot and upgrades to almost 700 cinematic scenes, which is kind of crazy. Uh, and they have zero interest in NFTs, so we're not doing <laughs> yeah, it, so that's basically it. So yeah. everyone go out there and buy Boulder Skate 3. Uh, yeah, we should be rewarding studios that come out and are just like, yeah. hey, NFTs are stupid, we're not doing it. Yep. All right. So let's end the news on a little bit of a bummer. Nintendo has announced that they are shutting down the Wii U and Nintendo 3DS eShops in 2023. And just like when Sony announced that they were shutting down that Vita shop, fans were upset. I mean, can I just state the obvious here? Mm-hmm. If you're still playing a 3DS or a Wii U and you have not hacked it, what are you, what are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing here? So, I mean, so on the one hand, I think I agree with you. Not about the hacking yeah. thing. Is that we're talking about consoles that haven't had new releases on them for many years now, right? Yeah. And I... And for the most part, a lot of these games have gotten, at least the popular ones, have gotten re-releases on the Switch. Yeah. I think but, Wind Waker on the Wii U. Yeah, but I will say that even though, uh, yeah, for me this isn't that big of a deal, I do think it also shows you just how right Microsoft has gotten game preservation, mm-hmm. you know? With having backwards compatibility, having the ability to buy original Xbox games still on uh, in their shop, right? Having a unified storefront a- across all their consoles. And how bad Nintendo has handled this, right? Like, if Nintendo had just taken what they started on the Wii with the virtual console and just moved that from platform to platform and let your, your, your purchases carry over this kind of situation wouldn't be causing uproar, you know? I, I don't want to buy Super Mario Brothers 3 for the 17th time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, it, it's just frustrating because, like, they they could just do it and and be like, this is our this is our system. This will carry forward going forward. Yeah. 
and people will just go in and buy like i'll go in and be like yeah i want this i want that I just, oh yeah i want to have this like yes i bought this game 17 yep. times before but i'll, I'll buy, buy it, it again because this <laughs> will be it. the last time hopefully yes. no a hundred a hundred percent now yeah. they did say that after the march that i mean i think it's estimated for late march 2023 that for the foreseeable future that you will be able to re-download your games and dlc receive software updates and play games online with the wii u and 3ds um Honestly, I, I get why people are upset. Um, the 3DS is... I, I don't think it was as... It reached the heights of the DS, but yeah. there are some great games out there on the 3DS. Yeah, and it's uh, a great little handheld. I mean, yeah. 100%. But it's also one of those things like, let's, let's be real. Yeah. You, as long as you can still access your games, you've already, for the most part, purchased all the games you're going to purchase. I, now, th- I, th- I, I think I, the hardest part is, um, have you... Uh, and I've experienced this with the analog uh, yeah. pocket. If you're trying to go back and find some of these games now, like if you did not buy them at launch, right. you're paying a hefty price so, for some of these games. Yeah, that's, so that's why I'm just like, hack the, hack the console. Now, um, <laughs> now, what I was going to say is, don't get me wrong, there are yeah. there are people, like my younger brother, yeah. for instance. You know, My, uh, my younger yeah. brother has a Sega Saturn, a Dreamcast, a 64, a GameCube, all these older consoles i mean today my son would call them retro consoles uh that he got well after the fact you know yeah. that he got in the past five to ten years and so and he is out there on the hunt trying to find games at flea markets at the retro video game stores and it is a hassle and it is tough and so yeah it'd be great if it was much it was easier to access the stuff and if these digital shops were still alive and and, and working but, I mean, at some point, it is a business decision. And because it doesn't seem like they have it integrated the same way that Microsoft has it integrated, uh, I understand why they would do this. It's still kind of a bummer, though. Yeah. Um, I mean, if, if you're still holding on to a Wii U... I, I Listen, I, the, Wii, the Wii U gets a, a bad rap, but there, I, 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 had, I, I loved I, it. I liked I, it a lot. I mean, I, I had, a, I, I loved a, it. I had some experiences that I really liked. Zombie yeah. U is not a great game, right? But playing it on the handheld, and like there was, I remember there's this, there's a part where you're looking through like a, a video footage of something, you know? Mm-hmm. I think you put in like a cassette tape and it's on the screen. I think that's what it was, and so like I'm there's something small. And so I'm, I'm like pulling the tablet right in front of my face. And that's one of the few moments where they pull a true jump scare. And the tablet was two inches from my face and I almost launched it across the room. I was so scared. And so there were things, there were things that could be done on that console. Now don't get me wrong. Yeah. The, the Nintendo switch is obviously the evolution of that and a much better end product. Yeah. But I do think it gets kind of a bad rap. Yeah, I've heard the cost of the 3DS consoles have gone up. Um, they're just hard to get a hold of now. Mm. I still have mine, uh, which I have I one cherish. as well. Um, I have my Vita. I have my PSP Go. <laughs> I don't have my Vita. PSP Go is useless. It always was useless. It remains useless. Unless no, you hack it, right. <laughs> you jailbreak it, custom uh, firmware. Um, listen, you better yeah, stop talking like that because you know they just put Bowser in jail for like three years. Listen. Uh, I'm Bowen and Bowser's children. Uh, Daddy's yeah. taking it. <laughs> uh, He's t- taking the fall for you. I mean, I mean, I legally own all these games. I'm just, uh-huh. you know, you know, no. But like, the complaints I hear is like, if you wanted to play Luigi's, 
Luigi's Mansion 3? 2? Or 3 two. on the 3DS. 2. 2. Dark Moon was 3. No. No, 3 just Dark, came out on... 3 just came out, you're right. Yeah, yes. 2. Um, yeah, if you want to play Luigi's Mansion 2 on the 3DS, that game's still 50 bucks. Like... For, or like 40 50 bucks for a 3ds game like it never went on sale and so it's just like that that's what the one thing i always hate about nintendo digital is just yeah you rarely ever catch a sale on games yeah. um and so on first party and, games on first party games and then even yeah. finding a physical copy after the fact is not easy yeah all right well that wraps up the news this week like i said it was a short one Hello. or a light one i should say uh, Bilal, why don't you go ahead and let everyone know where they can follow you, where they can follow the site. Yeah, you guys can follow me over on Twitter at Bilal underscore Mian, B-I-L-A-L underscore M-I-A-N. Um, you guys can follow the workprint at the workprint on Twitter, uh, Facebook, Twitch, uh, <laughs> Instagram. I'm forgetting all the socials yeah. all of a sudden. Uh, find all our work there and then uh, find all our articles going up on theworkprint.com, we got um, more articles going up from um, Garden State Expo. Uh, I believe that's what it was called. Um, uh, you know, I think Norton just put up a article about uh, LARPing and conventions. Uh, we've got some more Marvel uh, Marvel interviews with Nick Stone on the history of um, Marvel's comics Black Panther, which is a very great read. Um, also, in podcast form, if I'm not mistaken, Christian did the yes. podcast with them. Yeah, Christian also did a, uh, yeah, so Christian, uh, when he does these interviews, he does ask to record uh, the interview for podcasts. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, if you don't have time to read, you can always give that a listen. It'll mm-hmm. be on the same exact uh, um, podcast feed as the Games Cast. So on your favorite uh, podcast app, look up uh, The Workprint. And give us a subscribe, a follow, a like. A and comment. leave a comment. Yep. Yeah. It helps us get exposure. <laughs> yeah. Just t- tell Rob how good he looks with the beard. Tell people, <laughs> Tell me <laughs> how good this haircut looks because I'm really feeling it. <laughs> yeah, it does look good. Yeah. Uh, um, the, the beard's getting out of control, man. It's getting It gets scraggly. You need like the beard oil. I have um, some beard conditioner and leave it. Yeah. And... It goes a long way. How about you, Rob? <laughs> Where can people find you? Yeah, you oh, can find me. And, and what's this tweet you mentioned you didn't talk about? You said oh, I no, no, no. The, tweet. Oh, because the tweet was about Dying Light and how it made me oh, motion sick. Got it. And so uh, you can find me and see that tweet over at SunnyVice20, S-U-N-N-Y-V-I-C-E-2-0, across pretty much all social media. It's also all my gamer tags if you want to give me a follow there. I also would love if you checked out the audio form of these podcasts. I take a lot of pride, not just in our live stream of it, but in the actual audio uh, podcast. I, Bilal and I fell in love doing this strictly with audio to start off, and it's always been a race to get, for me, a better and better quality, a better and better mm-hmm. sounding podcast. And I think we're at a point now where I think our podcast sounds fairly professional and better than some of the quote-unquote pro, quote pros out there. So I take Ooh. a lot of pride in that. <laughs> um, I listen. I, I listen to the Eight Four Play podcast. I love those guys. I really do. I feel like sending a microphone sometimes. <laughs> I just feel like just let, just let me audio producer bound because let me send you a microphone. Yeah. That'd be so much better. <laughs> and and yeah, and thank you guys so much for hanging out and during the live stream, being in the chat. Thank you guys for listening to the audio podcast at home. 
I always say the best thing you could do to support us is to tell a friend, let's help build this community up. And then Bilal always says the best thing you can do to support us is subscribe. Give us some of that money. <laughs> uh, but no, seriously, the more people we get in here, the more fun this is for us, not just during the podcast, but also during our game streams. Make sure to keep notifications on so you can see when we go live with a game stream. And yeah, I think that wraps it up. Last thing I want to do is thank you, Bilal, for taking time out to do this every week. Thanks, Rob. Uh, no, I, I love I love doing this, and I'm glad you're feeling better uh, for this one. Um, yeah. Next week, I hope you are ready for Destiny talk. Uh, I I don't want you to come with a sour attitude. You need oh to be. Oh my god! I think if I'm I have motion to, sick if I, already. If I have to hear <laughs> about Apex Legends, you right. have to hear about Sabathun, the light, the darkness, the hive. It's gonna be a lore dump. And then you're gonna at the end of it, you're gonna be like, I've purchased it. We're going to play Legendary Campaign together. It's going to be a beautiful thing. All right. Well, I don't know about that much, but that's fair <laughs> enough. Until then, bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.